You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Every time I talk to people, they kind of look at me like, oh, you know, the pills are much better and the transdermal is kind of herky. And it just helps. I mean, it makes me see how much we've been programmed because we we've been conditioned to see things a certain way, but they're strangely not in accord with history. So you have to reverse almost everything in the way you see things like uh, reverse is a key word for our modern times, because you kind of have to, if they're all telling you one thing, then find the one thing they're not telling you, you know, and then there you go. You start finding something interesting. If you don't know what, what supplements or items can help you in health wise, try to figure out what they're, banning what they're not allowing what they're trying to stop you know and so we've gotten into this world where we have to kind of start paying attention to the inverse of things like the 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 reverse part of what's being distributed um or you could say the negative you know what's not seen what you know what they're hiding by talking about this this and this and this all the time what is not being seen from that you know for example if they're talking about pills all the time and this magnesium deficiency is treated through pills, then what are they not talking about? Well, they could not be talking about how we did it historically, how all the vacation paths in America for the last 200 years, you know, um, especially earlier, not in our modern time, but you go a century beforehand and you'll find all these paths built around these spring waters and hot springs and different things where they would get their magnesium deficiency needs and other like sulfur and other kinds of like health benefits through the waters, the healing waters. It's not just magnesium, but the magnesium is a key component. Uh, it's probably the most key of all the components in the, the healing waters, that and sulfur. Um, but so learning how to use this stuff and do it right is key. And so when you see that, oh, pills are good, that we got citrate and glycinate and all these kind of things. What they don't tell you is eventually they're going to figure out that once the chloride, which is the main, the people don't hear about chloride because that's like, because we're talking about internal. And so chloride isn't great internally per se, but they just say that because it doesn't mean anything. They usually use chloride as the base molecule to make their glycinates and all that other stuff anyway. So they just get rid of the word chloride and add glycinate and then there you are. So nobody ever asks, well, where'd they get the magnesium from? What's that actual molecule? Because once you ask that question, you end up finding truncated solvent-treated molecules in 99.99% of all supplements, including magnesium oils, and including all the ones that are pretending that they're from the Zechstein or they're from Europe and they're actually all from Asia. The reason is because you can triple your salary by skipping over the need to import bottles and magnesium and bottle it and all this when China can just bottle everything for you and send it to you in plastic with your marketing on it. You triple your salary and nobody knows the difference between the cheapened molecule and the plastics and how they affect the product in the end. So it's not just the plastics. It's also the molecule itself and what they've done to it through solvent extraction. Because who wants to go and find a natural source for something that's clear in nature, this clear stone, this enormous abundance? Who wants to go through all that trouble when they can just take chalk and gypsum and things that are basically everywhere and kind of use a lot of chemicals and, and solvents and extract that out 
and treat it and pull out the stuff, the bromine and all, you know, any heavy metals, and then bring it back up to human purity, which is man-made purity, and then sell that as magnesium oil or turn it into glycinate or do whatever they want to do with it. Um, then, you know, compared to going to a natural source, which has been made by nature. So nature had to purify that stone for 250 million years within ourselves. And if you find that stone called Bishafit, then it's clear in nature and you don't have to do anything to it. So you can just bottle it and you have this full star formation molecule. So this is a very powerful thing to have because it allows for better detoxification, better te the tentacles, you know, better It's a stickier molecule at the molecular level, pulls out heavy metals, aluminum, endocrine disruptors, if it's not sold in plastic, helps bring those out of the skin. And it's not just some random thing. It's like the only thing that pulls endocrine disruptors out of the body is transpiration, sweat, and, pla and magnesium levels being high. Those two things are the only two things that get it out. So if you mess up the magnesium through plastic, well, you've just messed up your potential. And then if you're not doing it through the derm and the ectoderm, then it's not stored in the right places. It's patchwork deficiency. It's not something you can just throw a pill at. You know, that's another reverse we have to work on is how our ancestors taught us to go through the food and the skin, not pills. And so we end up going straight to the mesoderm, which is the mouth. And we hope that we can perfectly with that small kidney and that small surface area, take that pill and redistribute it back to all of our nerves in the ectoderm where the skin is. And it's like, no, wrong. So the, the ancestors were like, okay, pass through the gate of humility, realize you were wrong, turn around, full 180, and then come back and do the reverse, which is the skin. Come through the skin, come through the ectoderm itself, the nerves, and bring it in as it coats the nerves as it comes into the human being. And now you have something which heals the nervous system, you have a better distribution, you have filtration through the organ of the skin, and you have a lot of other benefits to, you know, um, you know, it's a better storage mechanism. It's a better distribution mechanism. Um, you know, so it's kind of like when you get sunburned on like if you put a little dot on your arm and all you can get sunburned is on that one dot and then you leave that there over a week or two, that dot's going to span, span out a little bit like that. Those vitamins that are created in that vitamin D and it's going to move around a little bit. And that's how the body distributes out like that. And so the body does that with minerals too. It's an intelligent system. And so anyway, you want to forego your own technologies. You want to have only one way of getting magnesium into the body through the digestive system. Go for it. I prefer to have the skin and the food. And you know what? If there was a third alien way of bringing it in through some sort of quasar, I would do that too because I don't want to have deficiencies. And so... Um, that's a really key component. So we got 5,000 years of transdermal history, including our founding fathers and all the secret waters or mad, you know, healing waters around America and the Greek and Roman bath culture and going all the way back to antiquity. And even in Asia, you find bamboo tubes going down to these kind of soft stones, soft waters and pulling up the minerals. So all of this history... And then you got about 50 years of pills, um, a little more than that if you count the First World War where they were discovered and mostly used um, for soldiers. But technically, as a popular thing, it's been about 50 years, 40 years that we've been doing the pills, the magnesium pills. And those are, um, you know, and we got 5,000 years of transdermal. So who's laughing at what? And what kind of programming are we going through? So if you want to find the right way and you can't figure out all the science, and there is some science on the transdermal, but, you know, don't expect a ton of science in, in anything that's really going to help you.
Just don't, because that's a lack of understanding. Don't get all caught up in your peer-reviewed stuff and, you know, who's reviewing them? Who are the peers, right? So don't pretend that it's all like this hermetically amazing system where science has gone today. It's not. It's funded from everything from military to to, to special interest. And, you know, you figure out these entities that are financing all this stuff and you see what they're doing now in the world, like, taking dictatorial power and you're like, okay, wait a minute, these people have been funding a lot of this stuff and then taking all these patents through public money and then using them for themselves. Wow. So once you get underneath that, you're kind of want to, you kind of want to reset how you're thinking and say, wait a minute, let's not look for a study this time. Let's look for maybe a small study, a pilot here and there, some confirmations, some things that point to it, even taking apart a study maybe that's been used for another from another angle and coming at it from a different angle and not trying to follow their conclusion, but go into what the actual data is and maybe you'll find some interesting proofs for all these things, which is actually, interestingly, the case often. Um, using a study against itself, you know, like because they tried to weaponize it for one reason. And then you kind of go in there and go, wait a minute, the data shows actually. So there's that way. But in general, what you can do more than that is trust history, study history, figure out how they did it. How did our ancestors do it? Once you start getting into that, you start understanding like a deeper vein of how to have trust in what you're doing and how you're moving forward. So, yes, the modern world is great. Yes, history is great, but combining them both is even better. So combine them both and don't be, you know, waiting for the, you know, the biggest pilot study ever to, to come out before you make your moves. Because I tell you what, they have about five or 10 chess moves ahead of us because they have a lot of information. They pay for all the studies. They have a lot of data. And so if you want to like find health, you have to get around that. You can't just wait for a study to confirm your choices. You know, like, you know, you take a vaccine and then you wait for a study to see if you did the right thing. That's ridiculous. So um, and is there any studies on vaccines compared to non-vaccinated? Nope, not really. They've made up fake versions of that with people who were semi-vaccinated with one thing and then they compared it with, you know, vaccinated that had another thing added and they pretended that they were comparing. But the truth is a whole non-vaccinated group and all vaccinated to tell the difference in other diseases, other chronicities. Other problems from ear, throat, lung, gut, and all this other stuff? No, it hasn't been done because we end up seeing that through experience, through many doctors who've put these 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 um, studies together on their own, like as their own, uh, you know, uh, what would you call it? I guess it would be their own practice um, being put into statistical form. You'll see that most of the people who are vaccinated have way higher rates of of uh, doctor visits in general. And so you end up saying, okay, wait a minute, uh, we might've saved one thing here, but we ruined a bunch of other things. So how, you know, how much fear do we want to have about like chicken pox, right? Like <laughs> that we would ruin everything else in order to just not get that, which used to be benign and probably helps the immune system anyway. So wake up, you know, this is 50 years of pills, transdermal 5,000 years. So it's easy to understand in that that with that kind of reprogramming to help people see the truth. So anyway, if you want the best stuff you can get all in glass, silicone tubes for all of our bottling, well thought, only one ingredient, 
maximum strength, nothing added to it, comes from nature the way it is. Not fake Zechstein, not genuine Zechstein, not ancient mineral Zechstein, none of these fakeries in the American market. You have to find the Zechstein inside logo with the trademark, and if you don't believe me, just call Zechstein yourself, and they'll tell you where and who gets what and who has real products and who's, who doesn't. So it's a very easy thing to do. There's only one source in Holland. It's an enormous discovery. All of Europe uses it. They don't play around with it like they do in America because it's such a huge discovery, thousands of years of magnesium. Um, so why does America do that? Well, it's Asian lookalikes, and you save you know, two or 300% of your profit margin uh, banking on the fact that no one's going to care that, that those molecules are totally different and that it's sold in plastic. And even the working condi conditions in Asia, the Tibetan exploitation, the, the, the Kim Dai Basin, like hell on earth kind of thing that's over there. So yeah, there's a lot of other things too. But anyway, ethics. So come check us out at theheartoftradition.com.